Welcome to the Plutonomics Podcast with Lori Cammie and Barnaby Levin. The word Plutonomics means the study of wealth. It's our mission to educate, to help clients think about their goals and how they might benefit from working with an advisor to achieve them. But more importantly, it's to make sure our listeners understand both the pros and cons of any issue so they can make informed decisions and increase the odds of finding the right answer for them. You see, it's not who's right or wrong, but knowing there are no disinterested parties or unbiased opinions and that where you sit depends on where you stand. The challenge to making good decisions is to start by questioning one's assumptions and to break free of our prejudices because the truth usually lies somewhere in between. There are always two sides to every issue, both of which have merit. For the past several podcasts, we've been focused on what we call the battle between the haves and have-nots, and how we think it's the biggest risk our country faces for the foreseeable future. Today, as promised, we want to discuss some of the economic and investment implications this, if true, will have, especially this year, because of the election, which promises to be contentious. We've discussed the growing inequality when it comes to wealth between the young and the old, and how housing and home ownership is a big part of that. And unless rates suddenly drop back to 3%, there's no reason to think that will change anytime soon. We've discussed Social Security, conceived in 1935 by Franklin Roosevelt to help Americans save for retirement, when the average life expectancy was 60. Today, it's 73 for men, 79 for women, and where there once were 16 people to support each beneficiary, it's only 2.7 today, which means the traditional pay-as-you-go approach is, of course, unsustainable. You know, young people know this, of course, that they won't get a dime and are already beginning to resent it. While those in or on the verge of retirement, because they failed to save and Social Security will be their only source of income, they're pushing back, resisting any change, even to the annual cost of living increases, whether, sorry, mom, they need it or not. That said, according to a paper by the New York Fed titled Liberty Street Economics, even though they still have a lot of catching up to do, those under 40 have grown their wealth 80% since 2019 due to a greater allocation to stock versus only 10% for those age 40 to 54 and 30% for those 55 and older. And within that younger cohort, the top 10% are in fact wealthier than the top 10% of boomers were when the boomers were their age. But when it comes to the pending transfer of wealth, that is, the $72 trillion that's about to pass from the boomers to Gen X or the millennials, it may only exacerbate this divide. Because as we've said in the podcast, Raising Resilient Kids back in 2021, passing on wealth can be risky. The fact is, if one's offspring aren't well off already, and if they don't know how to handle money and live within their means, when a large amount of money is suddenly dumped in their laps, a study shown in Forbes of lottery winners, for example, in Florida, showed that 70% go broke within five years. Part of that may be due to their living excessively, and part for various reasons because they don't have access to quality educational opportunities. But the solution, like 
lengthening the school day so parents can work when they need or for schools to be open year-round. And increasing teacher salaries is unfortunately outside of our control as portfolio managers. Well, when it comes to teachers, perhaps it would be better to say increasing the salaries of teachers who merit it, because California is a perfect example where simply throwing money at the problem isn't the answer. According to Microsoft's new co-pilot, at least, while spending more than $13,868 per student per year for K-12, which is more than a lot of other states, our ranking has fallen from its peak in 1965 when we ranked fifth in the nation to 36 today, which means the current system isn't doing its job to prepare our children for the future. And it's even worse when it comes to the homeless problem. We're spending a lot of money for things for which we're getting very little, if anything, in return. But it is true, it is true that people's fears and concerns about money have led to a new term called money dysmorphia in which everyone can't stop thinking about it, morning, noon, and night. It's just one more thing that's adding to tensions, like those we mentioned when we discussed the recent resurgence of organized labor, and how when it comes to unions, it's us versus them, where management's the enemy and labor's mission is to defeat them, with companies beginning to cut jobs this year at a faster pace even at some of our fastest-growing industries like tech and healthcare. Labor's leverage may be beginning to fade, which isn't going to help matters. So the implication of all of this, whatever the economy might do this year and next, is that conflict and disruption should be expected. And as investors, we need to prepare. I recently read, for example, that one of the oldest stock picking strategies, which with all the hype about artificial intelligence seems to have been forgotten, may be on the verge of a comeback. Way back when I started in the business, buying stock was almost all about dividends. When something called the dividend discount model explained how a stock was only worth the sum of its future payouts, discount that back to its present or fair market value today. Paying an attractive dividend used to be only for regulated industries like utilities or companies whose best days were over. But today, Some of our biggest tech companies are also beginning to institute a dividend for the first time. Perhaps this is the best of all worlds, where growth remains strong, but companies are adding another way to repay shareholders by returning some of their cash as well. And perhaps this is a way to prove that they're in great shape financially. But if disruption will soon be the name of the game, finding stocks with a meaningful dividend will not only provide a stream of income, especially for those in or near retirement. It could help dampen volatility while offering a more attractive risk-adjusted return. Last week, in one of my Equus reports, I wrote about the last piece of the puzzle in which midway through I suggested a number of alternatives for battening down the hatches should things begin to unravel. Some are things Lori and I have been speaking about for some time, like floating rate bonds, precious metals, including Bitcoin, and stock in companies with fortress balance sheets. But now more than ever, for those who qualify as accredited investors, we feel a reputable hedge fund with a history of going up in up or down markets is important to consider and perhaps slowly beginning to raise the cash component of your portfolio. 
Cash in and of itself is not an investment. In fact, over time, it's almost guaranteed to lose money due to inflation and the cost of living. But it does provide a reserve, whether for need or opportunity, and liquidity, which can be critical for one's peace of mind. That's right. For at least the next one or two years, investors can lock in a 4 or 5% yield while they wait to see which way the economy is heading, with a lot more fallout still to come from commercial real estate loans going bad. This will affect developers, community, and regional banks, and lending in general. And even though investment in critical areas like infrastructure and semiconductor manufacturing should help to offset it to some degree by creating more jobs and higher wages, patience is something people will need to remember and practice. And discussing these things with your advisor is critical to prepare for the changes and challenges we'll be facing. I suppose then we should also remind listeners that all that glitters is not gold. That some stocks, bank CDs, and corporate bonds that have substantially higher yields relative to the average could be because they pose an above average credit risk. That is, they may be over leveraged and at some point will need to reduce or even eliminate the dividend or interest they pay. And the market's simply trying to price in the odds of that happening. In any event, when it comes to bonds, we call that a default or worse, bankruptcy. And in those situations, you can lose all or most of your money in the blink of an eye. So as we often say, if you don't understand something or it seems too good to be true, maybe it is and you shouldn't invest in it. Well, that's it for now. But we'll return to this topic on how to navigate the markets and to think about your goals when planning ahead. But in the meantime, thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed what you heard today. And if you did, that you'll share it with friends, family, associates, so they can enjoy it too. This is Lori Cammy and Barnaby Levin for the Plutonomics Podcast, signing off. LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth are a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC, and advisory services through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the process or investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance, and any investment opportunities referenced may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced are from sources believed to be reliable, and any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Neither LK Wealth and Asset Management, LCK Wealth, or Hightower shall in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or for statements or errors contained in or admissions from the obtained data and information referenced. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced and such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. 